under my feet as air made of bricks pulls me down turns me weak for you i find myself repeating like a broken tune okay that's all i have who's that that is adele oh, i'm sorry i didn't know <gasps> what i know that's i only know okay. rolling in the deep that's cool <laughs> <laughs> that's cool I'm not shocked that people don't know like top 40 anymore. I'm like, yeah, you should know people who are more obscure and maybe more. And under the where you are. Hey, the podcast is starting. It has started. Oh, it's hi. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god. Welcome to the Innkeeper's Guest Book. I am the illustrious host most Innkeeper Freddie. Illustrious. The Rundown. Union Inn, Washington DC, 1112-1114 3rd Street Northeast. We are steps from Noma Gallaudet Metro. Nice little brisk walk to Union Station. Well, I'm just getting all your information out. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm trying to. I'm trying to sell 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 nights. I'm okay. Trying to book, book this thing up. Multitask, you know? absolutely. Yeah, and we're trying to get more people in here so we can get more interesting conversations, oh, and ha- and facilitate an overall experience that um, everyone who has stayed here can feel like they're part of the community. Whoa. Yeah. That's nice. Brisk. Uh, Leisurely jog, sorry. Leisurely jog to Capitol, Capitol Hill, right down the street, about a mile away. Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm a little nervous, but you know what? I'm you, I'm doing well. I'm swell. Wait, so you're the one that's nervous when you just sang that intro that was amazing. Thanks. And I got to follow that up with these facts, rickety pipes that's that I true. got. And I'm, and I'm saying, you know, we're like getting it. on my level. And so, yeah, and ums on, you know, <laughs> I, <laughs> I'm just out here trying to do my best to not screw this up. There is no screwing up. <laughs> I feel like that little tune bought me a few screw ups. That's probably, that's all that was. That was just like a psychological <laughs> like security deposit. Okay, let's go. I'm ready to do this. All right. So at five years old, you knew you wanted to be an artist, correct? Yep. What'd you draw? I drew a hamburger, um, a Christmas tree, and Santa Claus. Okay. Why those three? I mean, was this during Christmas time or was it just it's a random random day in yeah. June? <laughs> that is definitely, I would think, a testament to my imagination because I do not remember a single decoration in my memory of, in the memory of me doing this these three drawings. I don't remember... It being cold outside, I don't remember there being any like music playing. I don't remember anything other than liking Santa, uh, wanting a hamburger, and thinking Christmas trees were pretty. So, could it have been a, a sunny June afternoon? Absolutely. I those are the three things that I drew. <laughs> and what'd you draw it with? Crayons. Uh wow. I I have to search back. Um, I think I drew it with I mean yeah Crayola was king back in the day so definitely uh, Crayola I think I'm, there may have been some pencil in there um, maybe a highlighter maybe but yeah uh, crayons for sure. shading in there and everything <laughs> already <laughs> ahead of the game yeah there's elementary stage but yeah for sure mm-hmm. and then as always life hits us right yeah yeah. Life sucks. I know. Sometimes. We have to overlay our wants and passions with the, this, uh, at least here in America, capitalist world we live in. Not to say capitalism is all bad, but there are times where it can stifle one's uh, creative spirit. Yeah. 
yeah souks but yeah that's real i know and then you end up going towards math and science okay so i didn't go towards math and science i tried to understand math and science because my artistic dreams weren't supported but i knew that if i learned to understand math and science then maybe i would learn to love math and science and maybe if i learned to love math and science then i would eventually become the doctor that (laughs) the doctor or lawyer or engineer or whatever that my nigerian parents would approve of or maybe like a a, um plastic surgeon they're almost artists in a sense right oh absolutely um, that's a lot of blood and that's a lot of money and that's a lot of school and that's a lot of dealing with people's bodies. So that, that for sure was, was um, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> All right. So, yeah. um, you went to Elizabeth Seton, which I just learned is an all girl school in Bladensburg. Private, uh, Catholic, all girl school, um, in the middle of nowhere, um, Bladensburg's not the middle of nowhere. For where their school was, it was kind of like, it literally is kind of hidden. I won't say in the middle of nowhere, but like there's like a long dramatic driveway that leads to the actual building. Oh, so it's set back from the road. You wouldn't know that it's there. Set back from the road. Yeah, Uh just a little bit. Um, So wait, hold up. If we take Bladensburg Road out towards like, you know where Crossroads is? Yes. Okay. Yes, I know where Crossroads is because that's where the actual piece crosses, right? Yes. Yes. Is, are you around there? Um, we're not far from there. That we're like a ten minute drive from there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is what we have the internet for. Oh yeah, that's a thing. And it's spelled Seton like Seton Hall. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen. All right, let's see. Oh, and our mascot is the Roadrunner. Annapolis. Yeah. Okay. So. And they built all the cool stuff after I graduated. So like all the stuff that I was looking for, like we got a new uh, auditorium. I was in choir, Mm -hmm. and I didn't get that. Didn't happen until I graduated. I was on track, and we didn't like repave or rejudge the track until after I graduated. Like a lot of stuff happened. Yeah. I don't know what they did. Like they repaved the the track, the the grass, and all that other stuff. Wait, rejuge is literally a term? I'm making it a term. Oh, okay. No, no, no. I no, the way the way <laughs> they, you kind of waved it off, like, yeah, yeah, we rejudged it. I was like, oh, shoot. Like they that's a real thing. They spruced it up. They okay. spruced it up. So you guys are close to Bladensburg High School. Yeah. Did you all, like, go to their parties and they went to your parties? I didn't go to any parties. Again, I <laughs> I was just not that girl. I, I was very, I didn't drink until I was 21. Like, I was very much... I wasn't even like, I can't even say I was a bookworm. So like, why I wasn't at these parties? I don't know. I was just very much a loner. Um, I had my group of friends, but um, the thing about these Catholic high schools, like a lot of them, these people have gone to the same school all their lives. If you are willing to invest, and this is just me making an assumption, but from my experience, the people who invest in these schools invest them for a reason. So if you want your kid to have a Catholic school relation um uh catholics um school upbringing or schooling or learning um you are going to enroll them from elementary to high school so a lot of these kids just had those bonds they had those friendships so when i got into school when i went to elizabeth seaton sophomore year it was very very hard to make friends because these people had known each other it wasn't like you know when you move 
high school, from middle school to high school, you know, based on your district or if you moved, it, there's always like this thing about like making new friends and like, I'm in high school now, new, you know, I'm going to be this new person, blah, blah, blah. But like, if you're literally like growing up with your class. Yeah. And everybody's in the same class. Everyone's too, right? in the same class. Yeah. It's hard to, I don't know. It was just hard to break into that. So um, getting into um, different cliques or friend groups or um, seeing what the, what was happening, what the kids were doing, that, that was just, it was more work than I at the time was willing to invest. Like if, you honestly if you weren't calling me and like saying stephanie oh my god samantha's throwing this rager come through i'm not gonna come and even if you were to invite me i was a very anxious like weird quiet loner so i would have been that flaky chick who would have been like yeah getting ready in the tub or like (laughs) under the covers i am that meme i will lie to you and say that i'm on my way there and then to just be sick the worst and <laughs> i was the worst i was the worst but you came to do the podcast so you I didn't did. flake on me so i appreciate that hashtag growth <laughs> doing better okay so um you said you started as a sophomore yeah. there okay mm-hmm. and then you there was a whole bunch of people there and you had to basically so you just said you know what y'all do your thing i'm gonna sing i'm gonna sing in the mirror and read these books and uh <laughs> draw these hamburgers yeah okay i feel you so um did you all have a rivalry with holy cross Ugh. again i was not this girl i don't care i did not care about any rivalry i think when we when i was in choir um we did a we did a thing we did a so our brother school is damatha right yeah. Um, but the next closest school to us is Gonzaga. I believe Holy Cross is Gonzaga's. Wait, no, no. Is Demath that is Demath is way closer to you all. No, no, Demath is our brother school. Yeah. But I the next Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah it'd be Gonzaga. Is Gonzaga. And I okay. believe their sister school is Holy Cross. I'm not sure if there are if they're all I don't think they're all girl. Are they are girl? If they're all girl, then they're whatever. So I think there was like some like sassy, like, you know immature bratty stuff about like holy cult at the time you know when slut shaming was a very big thing like oh my god if you went to holocross you're such a slut la, 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 la. but um as far as like r- legit rivalry mm-hmm. like no one could compete with seton so not really so you, i'm you sorry guys, that was like a last minute <laughs> like raw for seton yeah, just straight yeah so when- i quietly root for my school my high school but from an athletic standpoint, like you all raced against them and track meets and stuff like that. Yeah, but we raced against everyone. Like, mm-hmm. I honestly, there was no one school that we were pressed to be. I mean, if we looked at stats, we looked at like that girl from that school. Again, I was very much focused on myself. Um, I don't know, have names, but like that girl, she on the 100, look out for her. Oh, on the 400, that girl from that school, yeah. look out for her. It was more so people than it was. It was more. School. Yeah, exactly. Got we didn't you. care about your institution. We care about beating you on the on the track, on the field. Got you. Oh, and by the way, shout to uh, Gonzaga. There was a mm. game that happened, a football game. It was, I think, the championship. Yeah. It was between Damatha and Gonzaga. And it was like an amazing game where I think Damatha. Damatha slaughters. Coming back. And then they scored a touchdown with, say, maybe five seconds left. And, you know, everybody's like, oh, yeah, Damatha won. Yeah. And then 
they Gonzaga got the ball after you know the touchback or whatever, and then they have a QB with a arm, and he just threw a hail mary, and Gonzaga caught it, and they beat Dematha off a hail mary for the championship. Wow! Yeah, went after the podcast, I'll find it on YouTube and play it. I mean, it was so it was so serious that it got highlights on SportsCenter. See, I don't fo- I don't follow high school stuff because. I mean, number one, high school. Number two, sports. Who cares? Not for me. But I, from memory, Dematha and everything. Yeah. From their choir, they won. Like vocal competition, they won. Football, they won. Basketball, they won. Yeah. No, they and had, you're telling they me they're these still like, and I know they're like heavy recruiters. Yeah. So they're they're. Is it dude? Um, Victor Oladipo. I believe he went to Dematha. Okay. We're gonna find out. He's from the area though. Kevin Durant went somewhere else though. But he's from C Pleasant. Sports. Um, you're so funny. Uh, Victor Oladipo. I hope I spelled it right. <laughs> Oladipo. He did not, Here guys. Go. Here we go. Hold on. Disrespectful. Um, he, early life. Oh, he did go. Went to DeMatha, yeah. There you go. Wow. Committed in 2009. Where is he? What's what team? He's with the he Pacers. He almost beat um LeBron James in the like for the first round of the playoffs last year. Oh. Uh, he's good. He's no, he's no joke. Okay. Um. But anyways, yeah. Sports. Sports. Exactly. So, uh, then from there, you decide to say, you know what? All this science, all these numbers, <laughs> all this other stuff. Look, y'all ain't gonna stop me from who I am destined to be. Absolutely not. Yeah, no, that's what happened. Yeah. You said I'm going to UNBC, Ugh, oh. and I'm about to design some graphics. That's where we're going. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I don't know if I, I don't am, know if I am, am, exactly am I correct? Like that. Am I correct? No, 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 not really. Okay. Um. So, um, sang in choir for all four years. Um. Elizabeth Seaton. At Elizabeth Seaton. Um, the freshman year, I was at an, a Christian school in Upper Marlboro. Okay. But I continue on concert choir at Seaton. And um, I love singing. I always love singing. Um, I didn't, I don't, I didn't know that I didn't love it as much as I thought. I, I didn't, I didn't realize that how much I needed to love it to do with it what I needed to do to be successful. I'm going to, I'll elaborate a little bit on that. So no, I, I I think I you get, get what I'm saying. Going, yeah. Um. So I was just like, I love music. I love singing. I'm going to major in music because with music, at least as it was told to me when I graduated, there are two paths that you choose. You either performer, you major in music to sing and to become, you know, train your voice and become a great performer, or you teach. I knew for sure I did not want to teach. It's, I was just never, again, I'm a maker. I like doing things selfishly. I like to be the one in it. Like I like to sing. I like to make, I don't like to manage. I don't like to delegate. So um, I was like, okay, I guess I'm going to major in music. I wasn't 100% on that, but that was the one thing. It wasn't drawing. So this must be, you know, a step up, right? Again, being raised. Oh, we didn't go into that. Go into that. Did we go into like my little story? I don't think so, but. Um, but, uh, I was just like, well, it's not art, but it's music. And I guess I can do something with that. So I went to school with the mindset that I would major in music and I was just not 100% committed to that. Like I didn't, the the times that I would, I should have been like 
you know, seeking a voice coach, I was drawing the times that I was, um, I should have been like practicing my vocals or like researching artists or, you know, becoming an academic musician. I was going to museums or drawing or watching TV or I, I knew at some point that that's just, I didn't love it enough. It was a fun hobby. It was a fun, I don't know it was a fun hobby. I just, I mean, now I, I do listen to more classical now and I, I have grown to really love later and obviously not then. Um, but now I have grown to really appreciate like Broadway music and, um, yeah, things like that. But at the time, it is just it just I just didn't see it and it took me it took me having to ask myself like could you perform in front of a group of people like could you sing like if you don't want to teach and this is what you are thinking about majoring are you do you love this enough to like get in and you know go into a coffee shop and go get behind a mic and just sing and the answer was no again I loved music but I don't I was still it the love of music was in the body in the body of someone who was very timid and was very anxious and was very nervous and was very insecure. Mm-hmm. So that's not I there was nothing you can do with that. So um so I went to school, I was undecided and um I was just like I still love to draw, but I don't know what to do with this. I don't want to be a starving artist. That's not really my ministry. I want to get coins up, but I want to be happy where is the balance so um through the wonderful guidance counselors at umbc they veered me towards marketing um i looked at marketing i was like uh, i don't you know i okay let's see what let's see what we can do with this and then from marketing you got into advertising i was like okay that's more visual i think i can work some you know i can work around that and then from advertising i went from that to advertising art and then from advertising art got into graphic design and then the rest is history. Boom. This is what I'm supposed to do. So prior to you doing any um, graphic design work, were you using say Adobe Illustrator and design or was it pretty much just drawing pen and pencil to paper? Pen and pa- pen and paper. Mm-hmm. When I, my first design class, I was the only one without a laptop. Wow. I was the only one who when it came time to like you know the very beginning here's your client your you know fake client brief um here was the subject or this is what the this is the assignment i was the only one who just whipped out my sketch pad and started drawing because for that's what i've been used to but also i didn't have the luxury of having a laptop like i if i needed to design anything i would have to stay you know after the class and go to the lab at the next room and design everything there so everything was done on campus. So to me, like my sketchbook became my like, it was like my journal because I, that I could take with me everywhere. I, as far as like the, you know, proper design and like laying out and using all the fancy tools, I could only do that when I was physically on campus and I was a commuter student. Mm-hmm. So oh, it's so not you, like- you stayed in, in uh, Chevrolet. I stayed in Chevrolet. Okay. And school in Baltimore is like 30, 40 minute drive. I, I, time was very, very, like time was very, very important. And I needed, if I was going to stay here, I needed to know exactly what I was doing. And if I didn't have it, like, 
mapped out on my sketchbook, I didn't trust it and I wouldn't stay there. So I, I it, not having a laptop definitely taught me to um, really conceptualize and have my ideas fully fleshed out before getting into the, you know, the fun and the bells whistle and the distraction of, for me, the computer. So do you find that you still do that now? Sadly, I am getting back to it for a long time. Um, and I'm sure if anyone is a designer or, you know, has recently graduated or gotten to the workforce, things work a lot faster. When you're in school, you get an assignment, you have two weeks, you, you get to look at other people's work. That's your only thing. Maybe you have other courses, but that's your job. Your job is to just do this one thing. And you get a grade. And you get a grade. So there's more incentive to like, okay, I'm just going to make this perfect for this person, this client that doesn't exist, that can't say no, that can't adjust, (laughs) ask for edits, that can't like push back the deadline. Like you have those two weeks, this is assignment and it's pretty straightforward. When you graduate and you get into the workforce, you can design something. You can think about it to death. You can love it. You can think about all the ways that it's perfect for whoever you're making it for. But he or she can be like, yeah, that's great, but I don't like the color. Or that's great, but can you, I saw this other thing. Can you make it more like that? Oh, that's great, but oh, I forgot to tell you, I actually need this two weeks sooner. Can you work that out? Thanks. That's what you, that's, so. That's great, but I I need the complete opposite. Exactly. So with things like that, it, it gets harder to sit down, shut off the world for a second and sketch and that's something that I'm actively trying to get back to because I do think my best ideas come when I put pen to paper because it's just me but when I work in Adobe or working in you know when I work in specifically Illustrator or whatever platform I'm working in InDesign whatever I get lost in what this application can do and it's it's less about me and more about some snazzy cool design and less about what the heart of what the client needs or the heart of what the the campaign or whatever is based on so i'm trying to get back to that all right i'm trying to get back to that so while you were at seton and this is the last thing i'm gonna talk about with seton (laughs) um well i guess to back up a bit okay back up to go forward okay okay. you originally thought that at umbc you were going to major in music yes um but then you gradually migrated over to drawing back yeah. to drawing. <clears throat> Were you drawing at Seton still? I was drawing it was just scribbles. It was one of those things where like I didn't it was just mindless scribbles. There were lines, there was cool shading, but it was never really anything. And I used to hate that when people would look at my stuff and be like, what is it? I'm but like It was in a journal though. Yeah, it was like in sketchbooks. Like okay. I carried around like the mini sketchbooks, big sketchbooks, but like I had I have them like all um, throughout my house. But yeah, it was just like a little sketchbook. And, and some of them, I wouldn't even say it was, I was that poetic. It, I didn't have a journal. Like if I had an assignment and there was like an empty corner, I drew on it. Like it wasn't like, when I tell you like it really was mindless, it really was like my, back then it was like my version of the fidget spinner. It was just something that I did to occupy my time and to, um, How many of those sketchbooks did you have when you started at UMBC? Oh my goodness! I'm not gonna say sketchbooks because again, I drew on everything. Uh, but I could feel, I could fill maybe from front to back. I could probably fill 
three sketchbooks maybe okay with just with just the dribbles uh the dribbles the doodles yeah maybe three sketchbooks okay and did you ever make your own clothing i never made my own clothing oh my god no i don't i don't sew i don't like to sew i'm not interested in sewing i wish i could though but i won't learn i love project runway though (laughs) again the umbrella of design i appreciate it but it's just not for me did you ever model no, I never modeled. Why did you suck your teeth like that? I don't know. That was my. <laughs> I have never modeled. I haven't asked you though. Well, okay. Yeah, so... I, had to, I had to get it back. Let me like love myself a little. Yes, yeah, I've been asked you, but no. Why not? I don't know. Like, I'm like five foot three. Like, model for what? Like, what is it? I don't. It's. You don't have to do necessarily runway. I don't know print. that for sure. I'm just. Be a hand model, like George Costanza. I have sausage link fingers. No, um, no, no. Just, just never really interested, or I never really took it seriously. Like you should be a model. I'm like, okay, everyone relax. So this happened on more than one occasion. Twice, all of twice. That's still two more than most people in America. No, or most people in the world. My apologies. I don't know. Okay, do you sing in the shower? Uh, duh. Yes. Every time? Every time. Well, okay. every time? Every time. Okay, good. I mean, I sing everywhere else in the house, if not the shower, so. It's a good segue to your morning routine. Oh, yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to listen to what <laughs> she has as her morning routine, um, specifically as it concerns the shower. Continue. Oh, there. Okay, sure. So, um, I wake up at 6, uh, excuse me, at 530 Sometimes at six, six thirty, based on the night before. So let you know, everyone calm down. But um, more often, than not, I wake up at five thirty. That's the goal. Um, I meditate or attempt to meditate. Uh, I still like roll my eyes. I need to find my 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 thing. Um, but uh, meditate. I write in my journal what I'm going to do for the day, uh, what my goals are. How many? Um, three. Okay. So the three things basic. You know, if it's like do my laundry or like finish a proposal or something big, something small, it's it's mostly about accomplishing something every day. So I do that. Um, I make my bed. Uh, da, 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 da. I you're supposed to do some kind of I'm supposed to do some kind of exercise. I just started doing that. It's lazy girl exercise. You're not going to be burning any calories. It's just about get, make, getting waking up your bones. So, um, like uh, crunches or something. Yeah, like crunches or um, sit ups, which are not the best for you actually. So I need to find something different. Um, but like, yeah, jumping jacks, something like that. Okay. All with no, you know, I still haven't checked my messages. Mm-hmm. I haven't looked at the internet. Phones I, on airplane. Man, more often than not, or I just I. It's actually easy for me to not. Um, that was actually one of the rules um, with this new routine that for that was easy for me to follow. It was just not looking at my phone because I don't like working when I'm not at work. Shout out to Tim Ferriss. <laughs> Shout out to Tim Ferriss. I, this, I stole this from him. I stole this routine from him. Um, so, yeah, I do exercise. And then when I hop in the shower, the first 10 to 15 seconds is just ice cold. No. Ice cold. An ice cold shower will wake you up. No. More so than a cup of coffee, more so than two cups of coffee, more so than express any kind of espresso you can think of. I have sl- I have had 8 hours of sleep 
that deep, that like hibernation kind of sleep. Woken up, had coffee, and then like maybe like two o'clock, three o'clock at being at work, I am like tired. I'm sleeping at my desk. I am like almost done. I come home, I want to take a nap. When you, I, five hours of sleep, four, maybe you, obviously we don't want to do that. We, we want to sleep more, self-care. But you take that cold shower, you are awake for the next 24, you are awake. No. You need to try it. You sound like a hater. You need no. to try it. You need to try so it. So the whole goal is to just get you to wake up, right? Yeah. Yeah, smack in the face would do That'd that be, too. Why would I want a giant welt on my face when I could just take a clean, Why cold would I want shower? to shock my system and get my... You get the reward of a warm shower afterwards. The ice is just to wake you up. And then for doing that, you get the gift. So You get the reward of a nice hot warm shower and so, especially if you have roommates let me, mm, 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 let me if you have roommates guys you know how your roommates like to eat up all of your hot water if you wake up at 5 30 that water is scalding hot we'll see here at union inn aka we have what are called perfect. tankless water oh heaters oh my god so not everyone has the hot water okay is limit is limitless okay you're showing your privilege a little bit i'm just saying i'm just you know i'm just, I'm saying. just saying so okay so <laughs> I just don't like the cold, okay? Yeah, the and the, the thought, the thought of knowing that when my body first touches water in the shower, that it's going to be bone cold, that would cause me to sleep in every day. No way. <laughs> no, it won't. I wake up, the alarm goes off, Try and I'm thinking about the day like, once. wait, hold up. Oh wait, you're telling me that once I get out of this bed, Try I have to, I have to then take an ice time. bath. No, I'm good. Try it one time. I'm okay, good. do you like exercising? You probably enjoy exercising. I don't mind it, but I don't like doing it by myself. That's the thing. I like uh, I find that uh, when when I when I have someone to do exercise with, I'm like threefold, three fourfold more um inclined to do it and consistently do it. Okay, but when you exercise, you reach that point where you're like. Do you actually, like when I exercise, I like almost dying. Like I like to feel like I, <laughs> let me elaborate. Let me elaborate. I, I, that feeling of like right after you're just like your lungs almost explode or you sweat it, you're just like bone dry from all the sweat that's left your body. Like that feeling of accomplishment. And you know, like after, even after you stop your muscles, your body is still working. It's still like. That feel it's like an accomplishment for me, yeah, right? You like you don't exercise, you don't. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying there's a quality not. of someone where you're like, no, no, no. I mean, all jokes aside, um, you're saying that you like pushing yourself to the limit because it's almost like you are um, expanding. You're 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 growing. You're you're. You I know think... that the next time that you run, it's going to be that much more. Um. I want to say easier because you're probably going to push yourself to the limit the next time, but you know that you can go farther. And it's like you're seeing your growth. Yes. Or experiencing that, your growth. That is it. Yeah. I know. Cold, like, I don't need a cold shower. <laughs> I know. I know that this moment will pass, but this, this one moment is just one step towards me achieving a bigger thing. And it sounds, it sounds small. Like why are you taking a cold shower? But like that, the whole thing about being awake and being alert. And then I go to work 
I'm alert. I'm able to see those mistakes. I'm able to be fully engaged in those meetings. And because I'm fully engaged in those meetings and because I'm able to fix those mistakes, I'm able to leverage certain things and I'm able to be more efficient and be, I'm able to look, you know, be more helpful and I'm able to do my, my work is easier because I am fully awake. I'm fully alert. I am present and little things like that. Just like if I work out today, I if I work out today, it doesn't, and I don't work out for the rest of my life. It, it doesn't mean anything. If I work out, you know, today and I work out tomorrow and I don't work out for the rest of my life, uh, you, you feel pumped for those two days, but then, I mean, there's no real, what's the end game. But if you do those tiny things, but once a day for 60 days, 90 days for the rest of it, from day you you it's nice to be able to see that how this small thing in the grand scheme of things has led up to a big a big result or big gain and that's and that's what it is for me that's what i'm learning because i'm saying i'm talking a big game now i'm just learning from 30 years of mistakes of like not focusing on the big picture and not looking at the small steps that lead to the big picture it's like listening to tim ferris and like really reevaluating where I am and where I want to be and what I've done and what, you know, has worked and hasn't worked. I'm learning that the small steps are just as important as the big ones. It's easy to leap, but if you, <laughs> it's easy to, it's easy to like want to leap from one thing to the next. But if you don't have the tools to make that, in it, that leap, then you're going to fall to the ground. I'm, I, in my head, I'm imagining someone leaping from building to building. And I imagine you don't just do it on the first try. I'm thinking that like you've gone to the gym and you've like practiced leaping from building to building and you've like built up some kind of like, you know, intense muscle memory to be able to do that thing. That's where I'm going from there. Or you have Morpheus as your mentor. Or or that. I was going for an X-Men thing too. <laughs> Unless you have like superhuman skill that you need to like build build those muscles and it, it's it's it takes time it takes time yeah and that sucks i wish i knew french now i wish i was a big videographer now i wish i wish 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 but i know for sure the only way i'm going to get you know the, the closest i would get to those wishes or dreams coming true is me just making these small steps so it's good that you recognize this yeah. and that you're taking active steps towards doing so, so even far. if it involves the extremely masochistic <laughs> Uh, activity of taking a cold shower but yeah no try more power it. to you you know try it everyone all right so you work in an architecture firm right now i do all right what do you do graphic design wise at this architecture firm um i do a little bit of everything um if you're i mean it's most in in-house designers can um probably would be able to relate you kind of become um a jack of all trades within the office like if you are the only designer and you become the, you know, you manage to CMS. If someone needs a graphic for Instagram, something as small as Instagram, I design that. Um, what is email CMS? Book. Um, it is, oh God, it's the... Computer management software? Yeah. Well, it's not software. It's like the system that um, manages like websites. So like, I'm not the developer, but if like there's an edit or there's some, needs to be a change in a paragraph of the website, I can get into the CMS and just like do those quick adjustments. It's not as in-depth as like oh, okay. the real back end. But, um, where was I going? But yeah, I do, uh, I've designed a brochure. Um, I've helped read, I'm helping redesign our website. Um, 
two, was it two, three years ago, I designed our first app. Um, so yeah, things small <laughs> helped design. I didn't code anything or do anything together, but like things like that. Yeah, yeah, scoped it out, sign it. It's it's kind of everything. Mm-hmm. And um, there's another designer in my firm who does like more like wayfinding and um, uh, graphics within the our buildings or within our projects. So as far as graphic design, it's, it's, it kind of varies. It's just more so based on what's needed at the moment. Right. And as a videographer at this firm, what do you do? I am not a videographer. I pitched doing video for the firm. Um, so far I've, I'm working on a presentation for, um, our EC, uh, executive committee, excuse me, um, for, uh, some pitches that it's, um, I always hate explaining this because I'm so, I'm not over it, but it's been so long. Um, Markitex is basically up and coming leadership. Um, they pitch maybe like six to um, 10 um, young or up and coming uh, people in our firm pitch an idea and- To the executive committee. To the exec- executive and committee. it's called Markitex. Markitex, like architects, but put that M in front of that. And um, I- <laughs> no, I thought it was M A R K E T T T E C T S. Okay, Ar- I guess I was see like, what y'all did there. Firm, architecture firm. I got okay. what y'all did there. That's hot. So I'm putting together their pitches. I re-interviewed them because the first go around was trash. So um, I have the wonderful task of being the only one of the architects to edit and. It's a mess, but I it's I'm using it as a learning process. So I'm doing that. Um, I'm also pitching a digital holiday card. This one is less about people and it's more about graphics. And this one I'm using more um, After Effects and fun visuals and things GIF like images. that. Excuse, never excuse you. No. What's wrong with a GIF image? Or is it GIF? Are you one of those GIF people? No, choosing moms choose GIF. GIFs are what we you see on the internet. Thank you. Okay. Good. Yes. Good. So we're, we're on, on the same, same page. page. With that. All right. Tight. But what about what's wrong with a gift image for a holiday card? I'm sure you can come up with some funny stuff. We we've done better. We can do better. So than okay. gifts. Um and yeah, those are the two things I'm working on so far. Right now, I'm just working on like f- trying figuring out how to take pictures. And honestly, what's weird is that I I with photography, I'm I have to relearn or teach myself how to see mm-hmm. again. Yeah, which is very, 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 very difficult. Like it sound, like it's not photography is not just obviously it's not just like you know having a fancy camera and taking pictures, like composition and landscape and and all of that. Law of thirds. Yeah, and then whatever they call it. And that not that is one thing, and then learning how to like learning about ISO and shutter speed and. All learning like the tactical part of it is just like another battle that I'm still fighting through. So, what am I fighting through? I love this thing. It's what I'm working on. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm loving it every day. I'm I'm I am I've been pretty good at carrying my my camera with me, um, majority of the time because that's something that you're supposed to do as a new photographer. It's just like make sure you have your camera on you. You never know when a moment's gonna come. Blah blah blah. blah. Um. But yeah, it's hard. It's 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 hard, you know, looking around the world that you've grew up in for nearly you know thirty years and like figuring out how to be re be interested again to take a 
a picture or find something beautiful or something different. It's something that you've walked past through every day. So re-sing is like a, yeah, a hard thing for me at the moment. So graphic design. Yes. Videographer. Yes. Photographer. Yeah. I should, sure. Where's all this leading? What is the, what is the profession or career that encompasses all of it? Like how do you envision all of this coalescing into one uh, profession that you have? I don't think it has to correlate into, I mean, I'm, I would definitely say like bef- after graphic designer, because I truly believe I love graphic design. I would categorize myself as a maker. I, I, I hate saying jack of all trades because I feel like it's just overused and it kind of undersells what it is that I do and the things that I'm involved in. But I, I, I like to do things like I am in the stage of my life that if I'm interested in something, I'm going to do my best to pursue it as far as I can take it. And I am currently, I mean, I love graphic design, uh, videography, uh, photography is, is not close. It's not the same thing, obviously. It's different, very different, but I can see graphic design and, you know, I can relate to photography. So I, I am currently, I am interested in that. Um, I, I love storytelling and I love, I'm loving more and more uh, visual storytelling through um, the lives of real people. And that's where, and then, and thus videography, you know, is, has become something that I've been interested in. And so far as that's where I, I am at. And if I become I don't want to say, I don't want to say any names, but if I become someone who, if I, if I'm able to make a career out of storytelling and, you know, have that, my storytelling be focused on creative professionals or the lives of creative people or think, or people just that I think are just inspiring, that would be awesome. If I have a career in photography and somehow I am able to collaborate with other people and you know, produce work that is amazing. I'm able to sustain myself from that. That would be amazing. If I am able to become an ultra expert in graphic design, and I am, you know, able to continue making and doing on my own uh, or, you know, without managing other people. Because again, I am not interested in managing or teaching. I, me, 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 me. That's what I'm going to do. If I can do all three, that's what I want to do. I, I don't think, I'm not a fan of, I'm not a fan of like 10 year goals or, you know, the one thing that, you know, if I do that, then my life will be complete. I think, I think once you set a goal and you reach it, like if there's, there has to be something after to the day you die, you have to constantly want to be growing and learning and evolving. And I think the mindset I have, or, you know, that I've recently, um, felt that what I find that works for me is I just want to be better every day. I want to be better. I want to be, I want to learn more French tomorrow. That's, that's all I have. I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And this not to get too dark and too, you know, grim and we're going to talk about death a little bit. So (laughs) I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow, but I like the idea that I was better than I was yesterday. I, that's all I have control over. I can't worry about things that I have no control over. I am interested in this 
I am interested in that. I will focus my energy into this and I will focus my energy in that. And within this space, I will be happy. And I will be, that's, that's all I can, that's all I can do. That's all I can, I have control over is what makes me happy. So. All right. Are you ready for the seven questions? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, all right. Ish. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the infamous seven questions. I need some music for this. Do you need music? Like some, something coming in or I need a sponsor to um Ooh. sponsor the seven questions. That'd be the first thing. Nice. Right? That'd be Hashtag amazing. That. Um, but anyways. Toyota, hit us up. Or Lexus, hit us up. <laughs> or Swiffer, yeah, hit us up. Yeah, or or uh, Costco, <gasps> right? What? Get all my toilet paper off the mad discount and towels and I get the you know the charisma sheets those are the awesome queen sheets that they have and they used to come out with the charisma twins but now I don't see them in any Costco's now dude for my birthday last Saturday I went to Costco for the first time after over 15 years wow. I forgot how amazing it was right. why is Costco water fire like I dr- <laughs> uh, yeah I, I can't what like out the fountain no what no <laughs> And their 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 liquor. I mean, it was a party, so yeah, I'm buying Costco liquor. Oh, so you went Delicious. to the DC one? I went to the, yeah, I went to the DC one. DC one, you can get everything. For, yeah, if if for those Why of y'all that come to DC and you're looking to to party, not necessarily in any of my places. <laughs> if you want to party and you want to get some alcohol, you need to go and stock up on your alcohol over at Costco. Here's why: they got you. You can get. Uh, Johnny Walker Blue Dude. for under two hundred oh for God. a fifth. That is a steal. And when I say under two hundred, I don't mean like one ninety nine ninety nine. It's like one sixty nine or something like that, which is amazing. You can get Joseph A. Magnus, which is my favorite bourbon, mm. for like sixty between sixty and seventy. And normally, even if you went to the actual distillery and bought that, I believe you're still paying ninety and some change. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's trash. Go to Costco. Costco's amazing. Also, Costco Pizza. That like after you've like checked out and they have that little like oh yeah that piece cut is, out yeah, that piece is what yeah, it's definitely it exceeds what? expectations. I'm not saying I make a meal out of it, but no, in a but pinch, like yeah. in a pinch, yeah, and the hot dogs are alright too. Mm-hmm. Oh, see, I asked my friend about like hot dogs because she was kind of catering. My best friend was catering uh, my birthday party, and she was definitely hungry. But we knew she throws out like she needs to be an vampire. Her name is Ugoma Wachiku. Hey, my best friend. How you doing? Shout out. Um, and I was like, hot dogs are pizza. And she definitely, she kind of like threw some shade on the hot dogs. She was well, like, I'm sure if you saw how hot dog was put together, you might think twice about it. Facts. Actual. Yeah. Actual yeah. facts. But hey, they taste good. You know, that's all that matters. And, you know, they, they feed a lot of hungry people at a barbecue when you got to barbecue a whole lot of stuff. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Question number one. Book to add to the library. Oh. Gosh. This is the library that's above the fireplace on the mantle. Um, so so hard. Um, it's a book that you would add that you feel um, the guests that come and stay at the end might uh, at the end might find uh, beneficial or entertaining or whatever. Insert positive adjective here. So site disclaimer, I definitely have not read nearly enough books to really give a well like a well thought out recommendation, but I will say, um, white teeth by Zadie Smith is a good, it's a, 
I, it's definitely worth a read. It's funny. Um, it's the range of characters are so different and it's just, it's a, it's an easy read. You'll learn. Um, you'll, there's a lot of like conflicting perspectives and I don't know. It's just a great read. You have to read it. I don't, I don't know how to, what's it about? It's about a family. Is it fiction, nonfiction? It's not, it's fiction. Okay. It's about a family. It's about a, it's about an everyday family, and those are the kind of the books that I like. It's everyday life and the month, the stuff that we, the, like it's like the stories that you tell about your family. Like, oh my God, last Thanksgiving, Aunt Sheila came in and this happened and that happened. It's, it's a very, it makes the everyday entertaining. It kind of you kind of see yourself in these characters. I I've like growing up, I used to like, I was really into mystery novels. I'm more so into mystery. Um, uh, TV series but in reading I think I like the idea that like everyone's life has everyone has a story to tell so you know so there's some people who's you know you he was a he was a mountain climber he climbed Mount Everest and he met the Dalai Lama and there are some people who's just like he drove a truck and you know he had a little farm he had a little family but both stories if told well can be captivating Hence this podcast. <laughs> this podcast. Yes, I am interesting. I keep telling myself. All my, um, guests, all my guests are interesting. All your guests and are everyone interesting. Everyone has a story. There is one, um, Pamela Poon. I think that was episode number 20. We get all the way through to the end of the podcast. Mm-hmm. And then, like, this is, we get to question number seven, which is, what is your number one talent? She's like, no, badminton? I'm like, badminton? <laughs> She's like, yeah, like that around the time litty. I was 18, um, I was about this close on being on the U.S. national badminton team for Seriously? the Olympics. I'm like, what? Yes. I like just just pulled that out. Come just, through. Uh, right? Batman queen. Right? Oh, that's freaking right. Yeah. So Batman shout out to you, everything. Pamela. Shout out to you, Pamela. All right. Let's play badminton sometime. Are you good? Are you nice? Oh. Are you good? I'm all right. I mean, because she's, she's, she's a level. I mean, she I. I would be disrespected on the, I, sure, I, like 100% prepared to be de- demolished, but I can play. I can play. All right. Cool. Yeah. Question number two. What is the podcast to subscribe? Um, da, 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 da. let me look. Can I, am I allowed to look on my phone really quick? I have an answer, but I just want to make cut sure. Cut all of it out. Don't you know, cut. We, we can't have this dead air. You know what I'm saying? This unless, is not dead you air. you want to sing while this you do it. This is gold. We are talking. We are engaged. We are present. Yes, we man. are looking through my phone. We are seeing what's going on. I would say Planet Money. Only because I think this is it's a podcast that is informative. And it's and the way they talk about money is both helpful but funny and it's it's understand they break things down and i think that's something money is just something that we all should get have a better relationship with and they talk about things the range of subjects you know the there was one episode where they talk about the chicken tax and there was another episode where they talk about you know uh they had an economist come in and talk about income tax and something like that can be helpful for you and something like the ch- chicken tax to just be like a cool, fun and, you know, trivial, uh, trivia, you know, uh, thing to know. I don't know. You can edit that out. <laughs> I, uh, but no, yeah, ahead. it's just, um, I think that one could probably, I think a broad range of people could probably appreciate, um, that uh, specific podcast. Yes, indeed. Way. Um, 
it's actually one of the first po- podcasts I actually downloaded. Um, nice. Once I really started listening to podcasts, it's one of the few, if not only, podcasts really where there's been episodes that I've actually downloaded onto my phone because most of the time I just stream them. Did you buy a T-shirt? I have never bought a T-shirt. I'm sorry, the, the Planet Money T-shirt. No, I didn't. Buy Did you listen to that whole series, the whole Planet Money T-shirt? Because that was the whole thing. They were like, we're going to figure out how a T-shirt is made from oh. all the way start to all the way finish. I didn't wa- I didn't know. Yeah. And they like, I mean, from where they bought the cotton, how the cotton got spun into yarn, who then made the actual shirt itself, then sold it. Then it was like, okay, once we were done with the shirts, there were some shirts that we still had that we didn't sell. So then what we did was we sold that to a, a somewhere in Africa and this is how it got sold and they cut off the sleeves and made new shirts out of it oh I missed that oh it's great oh my gosh it's like a 13 part series We're, what Something what year like was this this was this might have been maybe five years ago or oh so. that yeah. was way before I, I yeah. realized podcast no, but it, it was really good really really good uh, and so but what was interesting about it then that, that you know while they were doing the show they were taking orders for the actual shirt and so you could have bought a shirt during that whole thing i'm huh? trying to realize the, the the closest thing i've i've um listened to that was the whole thing with the oil like that was like a multi-episode kind of thing mm-hmm. like they like they oh what did they do they bought like oh yeah they bought a a, a a barrel of oil yeah something like that and it was like okay now what and yeah what like, do you do with that <laughs> and how do you sell it and then like what happens with the oil and what happens to the price of the oil like yeah yeah, but I didn't. Was, how many episodes was the T-shirt? I want to say it was thirteen, but it might have been only seven. But it was a That's number. That's a lot. Of, yeah, and oh, okay. it, but it covered each phase of the whole process. It was really good. Oh, I'm definitely you know, gonna look that. Recently, whenever I find I listen to Planet Money now, and maybe they were just going through a hiatus period, mm-hmm. but every time it's like this episode originally aired in 2009, I'm like, come on, man, I've already heard this. Yeah, like, they they. It's. I find they don't come out with new episodes every week. I definitely haven't listened to Planet Money as long as you have, but the few episodes that they repeat that I've already listened to, and I've like, I do look for. That's one of the podcast. Like you have podcasts that like I have. I, I have like twenty that I'm subscribed to, but there's some that you skip, and there's some that you just like every week. You are consistent, and that is one of them. Mm-hmm. When they do that, I am. I get what you're saying. Like man i've been looking forward to this this whole week and you got me got me on another rerun i know right and what they'll do is they'll trick you they'll do like a two-minute intro on something Mm -hmm. and be like yeah two weeks ago president trump said this this, is this so you know what happens if this 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 is this (laughs) by the way this is a re-error of an episode (laughs) back in 2013 it's like it's like the only new recording is that intro yeah so. And then back to old stuff. But hey, I know how it is, man. When you got a lot of stuff going on and 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 uh, editing audio is is it takes longer than you think. Yeah. Yes. Like real talk. Oh my god, that's the. I like I. We're getting. We need to get back to seven questions because I'm gonna vent and rant. So <laughs> editing is the worst. Yes, it is. All right, number three, something that you didn't know that you needed until you got it. Oh, this is the one I. Hold on. What did I say? Um, give me one cold second. shower. Cold shower. You know what? Honestly, this um, is I am, sound... I am hashtag SMHing right now. This is whatever. This is going to sound so like corny, but discipline. 
That's not corny at all. I don't, and I'm, I'm not saying I have it 100%, but I will say I was one of those people who, and I mean, not say one of those people because that I'm not going to generalize. I, I was the person who I left my room messy or like my desk was uh, you know, disorganized at work and my whole thing that I told myself and other people is like, oh, it's just, it's um, organized chaos. Oh, I'm just, I'm creative. This is just the way I work. It's bullshit. Order is order is order, begets order, results in order, period. Me getting out of that mindset. And again, this is not something that I have. I don't have discipline now. I'm every day I'm working towards maintaining this thing that I'm doing. I to put it that way. But like making my bed, I never made my bed before. I'm like, I was one of those people like I'm going to mess it up anywhere. I'm going to make this bed for. But like, but I was like, you know what? I, I this is part of the routine. Let me try it. When you have a long day and you've had people yell at you via email, people like ask you to do things that are outside of your job. You have people like talk to you. Like if you, when you have a crummy day, and you get home to a, and you, the world's lost, it's raining, it's cold, you're tired, and you come home and your bed is made. I, the the feeling of just like, oh, that peace, that of everything else, this is, this is one thing that I controlled, I did this, and I accomplished this, and now I get to enjoy a neat, nice, non-chaotic room. Or like, waking up at 5 a.m., that sucks. It's, that means I have to sleep early. That means I have to, you know, I have to, I don't get to watch all my shows. You know, I don't, I don't get to bullshit as, like I'm a night owl. Like naturally I will stay up until two, three and that's where I am. Yeah. But waking up at five and getting to work before the world has a chance to wake up and the world has a chance to, you know, inundate you with emails and firestorms and just nonsense that peace in the morning that you get and then because you you came in early you get to leave early and because you get to leave early and it's not late in the day you have time at least I have time to work on things that I want to work on for myself so I get and then get a good night's sleep that's something I didn't get to do when I got in at nine because if I get to work at nine I get to work at like wait seven eight and then when I get to work late, I don't want to do anything for myself. I just want to, I want to sit back and watch trash TV and go to sleep. But then if your whole day is work, trash, sleep, work, trash, sleep, work, trash, sleep, you're not really moving forward. But if you're, if you maneuver or you just work your day right, where you are working, you're doing your nine to five because bills are real. And then you create, with that, you create time because you're not, it's not seven, it's not eight, it's not late in the day. You still have time to like, you feel you're still awake. I can paint or I can work on my portfolio or I can do something that's 100% for me. And then I also have time because I started my day early. I have enough time to go to sleep, get a full night's sleep, foolish night's sleep for me, the best night's sleep I can get. I'm still shooting for seven and a half, but do that and then start all over again. It's rewarding. So you, you, you find you need to go to bed by like 10 o'clock every night. I now. need to go to bed by 10 o'clock, yeah, 10, hard, 11. It's hard for me. I'm telling 10 you. 10, 11. It's so difficult. And I, I can't and turn my brain off sometimes. Let me tell you, there's no, like, 
and again, I've I've broken this a couple times. Like I'm not going to tell you like every single day for the last 30 days I've been going to bed at 10 and I've been waking up at 5. That's bullshit. But um the I have reaped the reward of doing that the majority of my time and being or at least pushed myself to be more disciplined in how I use my time. I have seen the benefits and I didn't know that that's something that I needed. I thought like I'm an artist and I need freedom. It's I needed order. So, yeah. That's good that you had the discipline to self-impose that on yourself. Because that's one of the hardest things to do, truth be told. It's, yes. Every day is a battle. That cold shower, I, <laughs> I'm i not used to it. I'm an advocate. But every morning, I'm still like, why the fuck am I doing this? Yeah, and uh, then I jump in. It's masochism. <laughs> um, one other follow-up question before we move on to the next one. Okay. Um, you said you make your bed every morning. Yeah. Do you have throw pillows? I have throw pillows. Oh gosh. <laughs> I worked at West Elm for three years. Whatever. My bed is cute. Very Pinterest appropriate. Well decorated. Bestie approved. Like it's really nice. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a public service. Whatever. By no. Keeper Freddie. It just adds like dimension and color. And like I have boring ass white sheets. So, you know, you I, I personally need a little extra to you know make the make the room pop and throw pillows help with that do you like taking off your socks and then putting them on <laughs> then taking them off and putting them on and then taking them off and then putting them on before you leave out the house do you like touching doorknobs five <laughs> times in a row do you like writing they random are, things on a sheet of paper only nice to throw it away touch. they are a nice touch just well may i suggest throw pillows oh, whatever these are pillows that serve absolutely no functional they purpose do. in any sort of when I actual am, bedding sense. No, when I am in bed and I'm working on something, it I prop it up against my back. Okay. Sometimes, you know, I have a a bad ankle, my right ankle, track injury. Sometimes I prop it up on a pillow. You know, if I have, you know, a friend or a guest over, like that's just like some uh, something actually you can lean on or, you know, it's... They, give them a real pillow. They are no. I'm not gonna give them a full. You. They you don't put need a pillowcase on it, right? right? Yeah, but yeah. they don't need a full bed pillow. They just need to like. Sometimes they. Just, I need my pillows. And you shouldn't be working on your bed anyway. Moral of the story: I need. Sometimes that's the best place to to work. Sometimes. Well, they say some. They say that you know, from an order standpoint, like you shouldn't have TV in your room. You know what I'm saying? Like in well, the like of, reading. Okay. Like when I'm reading in my room, then that's then, what I then take another pillow that you could actually okay. sleep on. This is what we're doing. Yo, I'm just saying because you put these pillows wow, on the feelings. bed. You have a lot of feelings. Oh yeah, no, no, no. Okay. See, I I have strong feelings wow. about throw pillows. Getting ready for the think face. So okay, you put the pillows on the bed before you leave. Mm-hmm. Only to then come back, and when it's time to go to bed, take the pillows off the bed it's and so... put them somewhere else. Only to in the morning, take them out of wherever you put them and throw them back on the bed so these are pillows that only serve a purpose when no one is around you know they're for me they're not for anyone else they're for me anything decorative there's no innate need there's no like defined need or function for them besides just making you happy i do have colorful pillowcases great so now your white sheets have the acts all the accent they need not enough not enough I need more zest. I need more spice. I need I need a few more flavors. I can't just do with like white sheets and like two like snazzy pillowcases. 
<laughs> what are we? What are we doing? <laughs> bro pillows are literally no. like short list for for pet peeve number one pet peeve you don't okay i of, will of, say this innkeeper freddy you don't need throw pillows no you don't you don't no. need throw pillows you don't you shouldn't even there, want them like that's wait <laughs> you can't say i shouldn't want them there are things that you buy there don't tell me there are not there aren't some things that you get just for the satisfaction of having it or looking at it that that curious george on the you need it you need that you need that. Serves a functional purpose. What? It's a flashlight. How much was that? I don't know. My mom gave it to me. God, what wasn't what, what wasn't a gift in here? Give me a second. Yeah. Give me a second. What about those little things in the corner? What about them? Do you what, need what those? Thing, what little things are you talking about? Those little. What, what does that say? Sankofa? Sankofa? This? Yeah. That? Yes. Oh. This is Sankofa Beer Company. Okay. A couple of brothers okay. that are from Ghana. Tight. That started their own brewing company. Cool. They just did their first Kickstarter campaign a year ago. Okay. And they just did their first commercial mm-hmm. batch run um, over the summer. Yes. And now there are two stores in D.C. in which you can buy this. Okay. That's six pack up there. And let me show you something else. Why is it up there? Are you going to drink it? No. I already drank this. Ah. <laughs> but check this out. Let me show you. So if you look, this is the first run they did. There are a bunch of names that are around the top of the rim. Do you Where see one of they? them? You see on the red rim on the top? Yeah. Okay. You see how there's one Burby? of them? There you go. Look at you. I'm just saying. When I want to see, I want to see my brothers and sisters succeed. So if there's somebody that's enterprising, that are damn good at brewing beer, and they want to get to the next level. You give me a call and I'm gonna help you out however I can, and that's real. Do you need this in the room? Yes. To do that? Why? Because otherwise we wouldn't have had this conversation. We, you could have one can, or you could have had that sticker. I gotta have the whole thing. You have to have the whole thing. Whole thing. Anyway, they make me happy, and that's what they're for. So number four, um, bucket list place to travel. This is a place in the world that you have been that you would recommend the listeners add to their bucket list. Um. See, every day, I'm same place I've been. I've been to. Would I say Iceland? Would I say Iceland? I've been to Spain. I think I would say Iceland. Figures. Why? Cold showers. No. <laughs> okay. No. I. Okay. This was what. This is what I'll say. Um. We, my best friend and I, um, I don't know if you heard about this thing about the Iceland Air, but uh, for 400 bucks, you can have a, a two, a one week layover in Iceland. And uh, obviously your end destination be can be somewhere in Scandinavia. I'm not sure if the rest of Europe is part of that, but yeah, you that's pay, part of the deal. 400 for the flight to the end yeah. destination. Yes. As part of that, you get a, a, a with week Iceland long Air, you get a week long layover in um, Iceland. And um, our uh, end destination was actually Stockholm. Um, I didn't know much about Stockholm. I, I think I, re- I, I was just like, I need to go somewhere different. Sure. I've never been to Scandinavia. Fine. Um, Iceland was not where that was more so what my friend, like she planned that leg of the trip. Like we toured the whole thing on the ring road. We spent, uh, 
seven days exactly like at, at some point around the perimeter of of that i guess you can call it an island or of that of iceland and um for me it was my first uh nature how small we are glory you know of the create like it was like whoa this is what untouched earth looks like um and i am very much a city dweller i go to metropolitan areas like if i'm on my own i want to go to i feel more comfortable at a place that's close to home but kind of different and um i was just like at the beginning i was like okay this is gonna be cute like i know of reykjavik i know of that um blue lagoon but like are we just gonna be out here in the cold looking at mountains and waterfalls and stuff when did you go i i went last year in may okay so was it so it was a little bit warm no it was freezing it was cold the whole way around it's so far north their seasons are cold and super cold like that those were my options so when we were there i was just like god i don't what are we supposed to do here and i mean i will say it was expensive because like you know everything's imported so if you're gonna go there prepare to eat a lot of the what are the hot dogs i forget the name of the hot ludafisk is that what it's called Luda, well, not that's not the hot dogs. No. It's the fish. No, that's the fish. Yeah, gefilte fish. Gefilte fish. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah. That's too bad. But I mean, anyway, I say go there because, without a doubt, and I had a whole conversation with my friend about this. They are the nicest people on the planet. Let me not say on the planet because again, I haven't seen this whole thing. But so like, they are just most a common, and then maybe because like. You know, they see my tourist dollars. I'm not, you know, let me be a pessimist, like a cynic. Maybe you're a tourist. I'm going to be super nice to you. But everything just felt genuine. And everyone, because like towns are like four, three to four hours apart. I think when there's, there's much appreciation for, you know, new faces, I guess. And it, 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 is, it sounds like it would be the opposite, but I think because it's so detached from the world maybe they don't have as much drama <laughs> as the rest of us do so they I, I i don't even know i aside from like if you're a nature person if you like to hike and if you like looking at waterfalls and mountains it's beautiful i definitely do plan on not touring the whole thing because i'm still a city girl but i definitely would go back for the northern lights but apart from that like just culturally like they are just a very kind they're just kind, wonderful people. And it made looking at my 50th waterfall worth it. Like, I'm like, okay, this is another hot spring. But you know what? This is the people that are here are really cool. And I'm, and the everyone, at least again, this is just my experience. Every, you know, stop that we did around the, um, around Iceland, I learned something different from a person who lived there. Um, so, yeah. I, so you pretty I much slept. spent your time on the southern portion, like Reykjavik and Vic. No, we did the whole thing. Oh, the whole Reykjavik, circle. We didn't even actually, we did, we actually didn't even spend that much time in Reykjavik. We mm. went to the Blue Lagoon. That was the first stop, and then after that, we just hostel to hostel to hostel all the way around. Oh, wow. So I really, really didn't get. I actually got to see the northern Reykjavik, which is called A K U R. Sure. It's like yeah. way north. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I saw more of that than Reykjavik. Okay. But being as Reykjavik is like the place, um, I definitely want to go back just to see more of that. 
more spend more time there. All right. How many people did you go when you went on this trip? I just went with my best friend. Okay. Cool. I love her. What's her name again? Ugoma. Mm-hmm. Ugoma. Oh my gosh. If you're going to spend, make sure you love the person that. <laughs> if you're gonna do a trip like this, make sure you love the person that you're you're with. And I do. Because being, hopping, being in a car and driving around and going. Um, hustle to hustle with the same person and again this is not a city so you're going to be with this person i will say like good 20 hours of the day love the person and i and i did so this one made it a great experience did you see a black icelandic person i saw black i think i counted four i don't know if that if they were icelandic but yeah we were i was counting me and my best friend were counting (laughs) what language do they speak there they we're doing this they speak um icelandic all right (laughs) (laughs) number five 50 mile detour restaurant if you are within 50 miles of this restaurant it makes sense to detour off your intended path to travel just to eat there so this one i want to be stubborn because i don't know that i have eaten and again, I'm taking this super literally. I don't know if there's any place that I've been to that I'm willing to go 50 miles off, like off track. Like says the woman. No, that's who a lot. Has cold showers in the morning. That's not only to put throw pillows on her bed. Right, but that's half of that is like majority of that is function. There's a reason, but like there's food along the way. Like you can stop at a McDonald's or you can stop at like. Not, let me not do McDonald's. You can stop at a nice restaurant on the way. 50 miles yep. off course. Nah. So you're not a foodie. I am a foodie. I just haven't had You wouldn't go 50 miles to eat somewhere. I haven't gone to a place that I'm willing to go 50 miles off course. If I'm supposed to go here and there's a restaurant that's 50 miles in like the op- west or in the opposite direction. That's north of Baltimore. Like, wow. It's good. I haven't, I haven't. Do you have a place that you're, in real life? Chris Hills in Silver Spring. 50 miles. 50 freaking. You would go, no you wouldn't. I would walk (laughs) 50 miles. (laughs) You wouldn't. Straight up, yo. No you wouldn't. It's probably a really, really good place. You'd probably be willing to like square up on someone. I'm sure you're willing to like pay for an uber i'm sure you're willing to like go there several times with a different group of people but 50 miles off course yep no nah, i don't know take about a day that. out of it yo i don't know about it don't you if you're supposed to go somewhere you would go there and then figure out a way to get back on course wow. so what you were saying is what i'm the saying thought, is the thought of mm-hmm. going off your intended path of travel, mm. the negativeness associated with that, it speaks more to you than the positive of having an amazing food experience. I'm just like, again, throw pillows aside. Pract- I'm thinking about like practicality. I have somewhere to go. And this is, again, this is more so about me having not tasted something that like heavenly i guess like i don't think i've had well and there's some things that have come close 
But even hypothetically, like 50 miles, and this again, this may just be me on my practical, like, you know, 30-day <laughs> discipline thing, but 50 miles, that's a that's a lot. So we're not saying like you're Three on your se. way to the hospital to make sure that someone's okay and it's like, oh wait, no, fifty miles that way is the most amazing <laughs> no, restaurant. Saying, no, no. We're saying you I, know, I, I I imagine this is you are leisurely somewhere, like you're almost on a vacation and you're going from point yeah. A to point B and it's like, you know what, fifty yeah. miles that way is this amazing restaurant that we should go to. You know what? I wanna be Sudity and say per se in New York. Okay. How do you spell that? God. I want to. S- <laughs> oh, is it like P E R S E? P E R space S E with the accent going to the going to the right to the heavens, yo. <laughs> All right, cool. What type of cuisine is this? Um, I don't remember. That was a very bubbly night. Um, oh wow. Was it French? Was it American? Per se. Here we go. <laughs> Chef Thomas Keller's new American restaurant offers luxe fixed price <laughs> menus with Central Park views. Oh, okay. Oh, it's on Columbus Circle at the. Oh, wow. I think I might have gone here. Okay. So I feel less pretentious. Cool. Yeah. yeah. I think that we ate here right before we went to the jazz at uh, Lincoln Center. Even then, though. I think this is it. I could be wrong. And the menu, like, our. I will say, our bill, if I will take that detour if my bill is cut like it was like um we i went for a friend's birthday Uh and um he knew the chef so the bill was like substantially and it was a lot too that i've ever paid and it was still like substantially like lower than what we would have paid if we didn't know anybody so okay i'm with that that's cool yeah and that's uh, that's all i have that's That's all all you need and it's all you just need one per se yeah all right that's a stretch that's i'm pulling that one out of my ass but it was it was really good number six your number one skill um i can mm, i keep saying make but i should i be should i get more specific than that you can go however specific you like um i can draw i can i can make okay this, if is, you, this, if is, I, this is a craft that you've honed over the years oh i'm sorry uh the last one is in it okay um oh gosh this is not something that i've honed over the years this is something that i have had to um hone in the for the since the beginning of this year which is be a caregiver okay or be a caretaker um i know those two mean two different things but i, I in my head i no, it's hard yeah, to find I think, distinction. I think they are. They 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 sound. I mean, if you take their root words, they're probably care. Know, they're, yeah, a giving versus taking. But I think, um, from a colloquial standpoint, yeah. they're both the same. Yeah. So I'll say caregiver. All right. So, um, do you care to elaborate? Um. So, just just a touch. So my mom and my sister were both um, hospitalized in the beginning of the year. And they're both fine now. They're everyone's That's fine. Good. That's good. Um, but I became so my sister is my oldest sister for my mom after my mom, and then I'm the second born. So, but when that happened, I became like the de facto. I became the next of kin for both of them at the same time, and I was not prepared for that. And a lot has happened since then, but it really. It really did teach me. 
I think that's kind of what got me into like discipline and sorry, I'm going to get a little terrible, but I think that's what got me into being disciplined and having order and creating a system for myself that even if life throws stuff at you, at least the things that you can control, you, you can wrap your mind about those things. Kind of like, I don't know, like mother or guardian, like that was just something that I never in a million years would have thought I would have been able to do. So having no choice but to just do that and especially for my, how I see myself, how I see my personality and how I approach things, like having to create order and not because like I'm going to get a bad grade or like someone is going to like me or like I'm going to get fired, like having to create order because someone else's life is in your hands it's like I it's definitely something that was learned and not a part of me it, it's just something that I I mean maybe and maybe it was and it took you know something like this for it to like come out but um being a caretaker or I don't know again maybe being being responsible for someone is something that I kind of learned I had to um, I had to get used to be being and becoming. Yeah, I every day again with my little routine and my little my cold showers. It it I it makes me a better person for these two people, and then at the end for myself. So yeah, we got really deep there, guys. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's the good stuff. Oh my god! Thank you so okay. much for saying that. That that right there means something definitely special for me. Yeah. All right, last one. Uh, number one talent. This is drawing. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were doing it at like age five, you know. Yeah, I could just like I I don't even know if I could say draw. I I'm going to say make because I think if I learn something once. And this is where I say, like, I am not a teacher. I need, I can show you how to do something. I, you know, I, I don't know how to, I'm still working on, like, verbalizing how instruction and, like, you know, effectively communicating what I need to communicate. But at the end of the day, like, I just am good at doing things. If you give me direction, obviously time like anyone else, I will figure out a way to do it. Like, I wanted, I got an internship I mean, it was a scammy internship, to be honest. They wanted, like, cheap labor. But whatever. Outside of college, and they wanted an animation thing. And I told them, like, I don't know how to do this. I'm just learning. I just graduated. But again, they wanted something cheap. Wanted something quick. I was just like, okay, I guess I have to learn how to do motion graphics and learn After Effects. And I YouTube to death. And I did it. Um, there was a, I am not a seamstress, but there is... Um, I had this old dress. I didn't want to throw it away, but I... And it, but I didn't like it the way it was. I was like, oh, it would be cool if this was beaded. I looked up, I researched beading, and I looked up a bunch of YouTubers, and I looked at a bunch of like blogs and arts and crafts and stuff, and I started beat and I beaded my dress, and it was like a cool thing that I could wear. Like, so you have made clothes? Huh? I don't make clothes. I just modify fashions. <laughs> but I am very much the kind of person that if, and it's more so like visual, artsy, tactile things that I can do this. I can't like. I wish I could make a million dollars. But um, when it comes to like 
my hands. Like I think if I just, if I really, if I can, if I want to do something and I have like the adequate, adequate resources to like research how to do it, I will do it. I, it, that's just never, it's not too hard for me. I think, I think it's just, it's just easier. I think. Yeah. Like a creative engineer, creative engineer. Yikes. That's a lot. Maybe that'll be your profession that we put in the parentheses. Creative engineer. I hope to, I hope to earn that title. (laughs) That's nice. I mean, it sounds like pretty much everything. We're, we're getting there again. Everything we're, we're touching, we're reaching every day. We're trying to get a little bit better. Yeah. Inch along. Creative engineer. That's nice. Do you have any social media or a website or anything that you want to plug to the listeners at home? Oh my God. My, um, <laughs> my under construction portfolio website, O-R-U-D-I-O, um, you spell it? dot com. O-R-U-D-I-O. Um, fun fact, it was my nickname in college and Rudio. Yeah. O-R-U-D-I-O. O-R-U-D-I-O. Okay. Um, for my last name. Gotcha. Um, R- O-R-U-D-I-O. Yeah. All right. Rudio dot something or? Oh, dot com. Oh, wow. You able to get that? Square pa- Squarespace. But I mean, like, that's six letters. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. So, um, but on, uh, on the Instagram, I am Sorudiak, S-O-R-U-D-I-A-K. Wait, S-O-R? Mm-hmm. S-O-R-U-D-I-A-K. A K. Wait, is it I? No, is it I O? Sorry. <laughs> is this? I know it's so Rudio. Okay. So it's like O Rudio, but with an S in front of it, because someone took Rudio, which is annoying, but that's fine. Yeah. Um. Because you're so Rudio. I am so ill. So Rudio. That's not what it's supposed to sound like, but okay. Oh, okay. S O R U D I O. Yeah. Perfect. Alrighty. Or am I Sorudiac? Mm-hmm. Who am I? Yeah, I'm a Sorudio. Um, Facebook, Stephanie Oruidiakumo. Uh, I guess. And Twitter, I don't. I don't. You got your website. You got your IG. You good? I don't. <laughs> I know you wanted all the things. Uh, no, no, I'm not good. on that's Twitter, it, so I don't right do that. There. All right, cool. Yeah. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. We're gonna get Stephanie on for a part two. What? Definitely. Um, once, once, once she's uh, in fully embraced being a creative engineer. Okay. <laughs> we'll see. And and said, you know what? Remember last podcast where I was talking about throw pillows and um cold showers to like start the day? Yeah, yeah, I did it all that. We <laughs> <laughs> can get her back on a podcast when that happens, right? Okay. All right, but Year of uh, yes. on behalf of Stephanie, I'm Innkeeper Freddie. Thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next week.